What a world you now listening to Talk of Brothers Podcast. Welcome to the Talk of Talk Talk of Brothers Podcast. Podcast. Allow me to reintroduce myself. So, talk of Brothers Podcast. Talk of Brothers. Talk of Brothers. Talk of Brothers Podcast with Smash and Goldie. Goldie and Smash, you guys doing your thing. The mic is contacted. I attract clientele. My brother. Goldie and Smash. Talk of Brothers. That's popping. We ain't worried about nothing. Y'all are now listening to Talk of Brothers. Podcast. What's happening, everybody? It's your boy Godi. And it's your boy Smash coming at you. I want to welcome you guys to another episode of Talker Brothers Podcast. Uh, we got an awesome guest on the line, one of my childhood favorites, Smash. <laughs> we got Cosmo <laughs> D landing from out of space. What's going on, Cosmo? <laughs> oh, what up, y'all? Nothing much, on? man. Glad. Hi. Glad you took the time out to 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 bless us with with some of your some of your old school jams, bro. My pleasure, man. My pleasure. So, <laughs> so how's it going up there, man? Can't complain. Um, you know, um, God is good and I'm blessed. You know, we still in this still in this music game all these years later. You know, never did get rich, but never got poor either. That, right, <laughs> just maintain like most of maintain, us, bro. That's right. <laughs> I was able to keep doing the music all this time, you know, and paying the bills. So but, all that's a blessing. You know what I'm saying? No doubt. Oh, yeah. But Most one definitely. one thing for sure, one thing for sure, that one classic has lasted many, many, many years and over many, many generations. And, and many people can't say that, that they yeah. had a, a, a hit that can, no matter what, it still plays today, and that it still played. It's still put <laughs> dance floor, yes, sir. So, yep. yes, sir. Now that's my chief blessing, yes, sir. Yes, sir. And it was, and I read the bio a little bit, and and I want to touch on because it's it's like man, it's like the pieces just fell in place for you guys on, on developing that group. So give me the backstory on, on how you guys actually develop as um, the group nucleus. Well. Um, it started out with our DJ crew. Um, we started DJing in the streets of Brooklyn, um, you know, rocking in parks and block parties in 1977. You know, and um, it started out with me, my, my cousin Monique, Nikki D, and um, her brother, Master Quadro, Pete. You know, and the three of us started out together. Nick went to college. So we brought in uh, my boy, my best friend, Dr. Freeze. And that's when we took on the name Jam On Productions. And that was 1977. Um, so how it became Nucleus in 1979, um, while we still rocking in the parks and all that, me came back from college and she started going out with a, with a young DJ that lived down the block from us named Chili B. Bob Crafton, aka Chili B, and they started going out. And I met this uh, young young lady, fly young lady, who's uh, also rapping. <laughs> and her name was Lady E. So I started going out with Lady E. Nick started going out with Chili B. And <laughs> quiet as it kept, we all ended up getting, you know, we married. You know, uh, Yvette and I, Lady E and I married. Chili B and Neek married. We all moved into my mother's house, you know, because Neek is my first cousin. Right. We all moved to my mother's house and lived on the same floor. And Chili B and I started doing music together. I started getting into synthesizers. Chili B was a bass player. 
matter of fact, we were in a band together before before um, we all started, you know, hooking up. And um, he was the bass player in a band, a band called Thunderfunk. You know, so we started working out together, the four of us. And um, we were going by the name Positive Messenger, you know, because we were making music right. with the message. And <laughs> most of the most of the early nucleus stuff, most of the stuff from the first album was written at that time as Positive Messenger, you know. But um, I made this song as a joke, you know. Really? Just, yeah, you know, because we still DJing, we still jam on production, still DJing, right. still rocking Fox. And I came up with this this funky little beat that I would play, you know, at our parties and all that. And the name of it was Jam On's Revenge. Right. And it had, it had, it had um, this story is funny. One time there was this crew that we used to blow away all the time in the parks, all the time. But, um, you know, we had started, you know, before scratching really took off. So, you know, a lot of us didn't scratch. We had a couple of scratching DJs, but most of us blended. You know, because we were more from the disco era. Right. And this crew had this young boy. Um, wow. His name escapes me right now. But um, he was a bad <laughs> little cat in the turntables, you know, and he used to scratch. So we blew them out the water one day, you know, because back then when, when, when you did a battle, it was about who had the better system. You know, that's what it was about back then. Who could pull the crowd and have the crowd jump and had a better system. And we blew them out. We used to blow them out all the time. And he came up to me and he said, yeah, you guys are bad, but you can't do this. Wiki, 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 wiki. You know, and he <laughs> table scratching thing. And I just laughed at him. I said, I ain't got to do wiki, wiki, wiki to blow your ass out. Right. <laughs> so this, this that was in 79. So a couple of years later, I did a song called Jam On's Revenge. And I built it around that, you know, because it was meant to be funny right. about that whole episode. So we had the, in the record, yeah, yeah, you guys are bad, but you can't do this. Wiki, 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 wiki. All right. <laughs> so to make the long story short, when we're shopping the positive messenger stuff and we call ourselves positive messenger because all of our music had a positive message to it or a message about, you know, the problems of the world and how we can change things and you know stuff like computer age was written at that time i'm not a robot was written at that time right. you know and, and, and you know we 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 had a message but i had room on the cassette you know ran out of ran out of music for the cassette so just to fill up space at the end of the cassette I put that Jam On's Revenge on there. Wait, 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 wow. wait, wait, Cosmo. Wow. Wait, Cosmo. So, you, so you telling me this classic hit was just a space filler at one point? That's all it was. You were on a mission to change the world. Our music was about changing the world. Right. And yet we got this one record that's just, just a bunch of fun and funny voices and funky music and all that. It wasn't about nothing. Right. But I knew it was a good record. So I said, oh, I'll just fill up fill up the end of it with that. Wow. So I'm playing it for the cat that wants to put out, put the stuff out. He's loving all the positive messages stuff. Let me tell you something. Jam On's Revenge came out, he lost his mind. He yeah. came on the tape and he lost his mind. He said, that's it. That's the one. <laughs> and I'm like, 
I'm like, you know, but um, we're about, you know, messaging and all this. Then no, no, that's the one. That's the hit. Wiki, 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 wiki. So <laughs> I said, okay, well, if we're gonna be about wiki, 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 and not about a message, we need another name for the group. Right. And since it was Yvette's family, me and Monique's family, and Chili B's family, and we were the nucleus of those three families, we came up with the name Nucleus. And that's the long story on how we came up with Nucleus. So, you know, um, I'm glad that the, the, the best of the positive messenger stuff all ended up being on the Nucleus album. The only uh, the only stuff on the on the Nucleus album that wasn't positive messenger was Jam On's Revenge, and then after Jam On's Revenge, shortened the Jam On Revenge. That was a typo, but now that's what it's called. Um, <laughs> after that, you know, blew up. The record company wanted us to do a rap rap album. Right. And mind you, I was a DJ. I'm not a rapper. I'm not an MC. I was a DJ. Chili B was a DJ. You know, we both had rhymes because back in the day in the 70s, even the DJs would rhyme, you right. know, but but we weren't MCs, but they wanted a rap record. So we said, all right, I took most of my battle rhymes that I had left over that I had written in the 70s, put that on the record, came up with a hook, came up with a funky beat, took me took me about 45 minutes and um, call it jam on it. And that's where that came from. <laughs> that, that's the that's the story there. That's good stuff, right? That's good stuff. So I mean, this is for me, man. That that this was like your your music was the introduction for me into music. My brother was my, my brother's probably about ten years older than I am. Um, so he had this big huge stereo system, and every <laughs> morning, um, that that tune would would definitely make the rotation before we left to go to school. So right. so right. that was my introduction to um, hip hop. And uh, from then it was just like, I was just fiending for more. So I, I, you know, so when I got a chance to meet you, I was like, man, I gotta have him on the show because so I can, so I can thank him because to this day, um, that's my first go-to choice is hip hop, man, and and you the reason of it. <laughs> Thanks, man. I appreciate you. Thank you. You the reason for it. So with that be, with that song being coming about the way it came about, is is that your favorite song that you've done, or is there another one that's your favorite? Um, well, if you, if you ask me favorite music-wise, no, it's not even close. But <laughs> if you ask me favorite as as the song that's done the most for me, then again, it's not even close. Yes, that is. Really? Yeah. Um, <laughs> that 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 song has been a blessing. That that song has allowed me to do and allowed my family to continue through life. It's captivating. So with that song being with that song being such a classic, how what's the how many times has this song been sampled? How many times you had to clear this song for sampling? Don't even ask me to count, man. <laughs> Not only has it, has it been cleared for sampling a bunch of times, it's been covered a bunch of the times. Right. <laughs> you know, which, which is the 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 utmost the utmost flattery. You know. Right. When somebody says, "Yo, I'm going to do that song over," you know, and it, it's been it's been covered, I think, at least um, four times. Three or four times right. sampled. I don't even know how many it's times. Endless, right? But imitation yeah. is definitely flattery. 
Definitely. Yeah, oh, definitely. You know, I'm honored, man. Every time somebody use it, I'm honored. And I'm even more honored when the check comes. That would, no, no <laughs> doubt. <laughs> no doubt. So what? So are you guys touring right now? Are you, you still performing? Yeah, we still performing. We just came back from um, London um, a couple of weeks ago. Okay. You know, we, we, we still we still go around the world, you know, still we, we get on a, a lot of um, freestyle shows too. Okay. You know, states. Uh, in, 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 in Europe, it's electro, you know, because we're, we're, we're known as, as electro pioneers in Europe. Right. Yeah. And here, you know, we catch on the old school hip hop shows. Speaking of the, the electro, the, it's more like an electro funk, but what made you. Because at that time, that's that was like the introduction for hip hop, the, you know, the, the inception of hip hop. So what right. what made you be more of that sound than what was already than other sounds that were, were were permeating through New York? Well, you know, I wasn't looking for anybody else's sound. I had my own sound, you know, and um, I think what dictated the sound most was well, I was into electronic sounds. You know, I, I've been into synthesizers. It was the synthesizer that brought me into music, you know. But on top of that, you know, I had an, an 808. <laughs> you know, it, that's the drum machine I had. Yes. So, uh, you know, a lot of cats, like what, 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 what I hear now, people say, well, you got to get that same flavor. I said, well, if you listen to our second album, I had already ditched the 808 and, and moved to a different drum machine by then because everybody was using it. Right, right. You know, and I was trying to sound different from everybody else. I, I was trying after our own sound, you know. But um, if you listen to the different songs on on the first album, you no, know, two of them sound the same. They're all completely different, all kinds of different flavors. But you know, they all have either 808 or DMX drum machine. So I guess that's what qualifies them. That and they're all heavy synthesizers. I guess that's what qualifies them as electro funk. Right. But uh, I had never heard of electro funk back then. I was just trying to make some funky street music. Right. So that's that's the that's the the mission I was on. So so that sound was uh, you were already creating that sound because back then it was it was definitely moving around from park to park to neighborhood to neighborhood battling like you said dj and then it all culminated into now into a, a into a record contract so at what how old were you when you got your first record deal um let me see that was 1982 so i was either 22 or 23. okay okay right at the sweet spots of uh, which, which hip-hop is the young man's game so you write at that sweet, <laughs> at that sweet spot. <laughs> I wasn't as young as most, but um, I was young. Yeah. On two ways about that. Oh. Yeah, still young though. Yeah, no, no, I was definitely young and and definitely naive. <laughs> and, How? And, and they definitely took me for all they could. <laughs> How was it being in in a, in a group like that? But y'all, you know. Your love interest is right there. She part of the group. So how how was that? It had to be some stories back in the day where y'all, you know what I'm saying? Like Well that's 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 another blessing because you know <laughs> my best friend and and, and and my soulmate was right by my side, you know, right from the beginning. And we supported each other, you know, and we we even took our kids on the road with us. Oh, that's you know. Cool. Yeah, we we were on Fresh Fest, you know, everybody else had their tour bus, you know, full of groupies, 
our tour bus is full of kids. Right. <laughs> you know, we 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 travel with a babysitter and everything. Oh, but uh, no, it, it it was a definite blessing and one that kept me focused. Right. And, that, and that's that's we good because that's what I was wondering, like focused. how you how you stayed away from the groupies. Nah, the, 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 my wife was right there every <laughs> every step of the way, boy. That's right. It was a couple of nights when 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 I gave a, a couple of them too much attention, right. and she <laughs> snapped that attention right back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good one then. <laughs> So what what some what are some other uh, what was your most memorable? Because I mean, this spans for so long. What was what is like your most memorable moment in your career? Most memorable moment in my career. Wow. You know, I I don't think anybody's ever asked me that. What would be the most memorable moment in my career? Fresh Fest. Um, Fresh Fest, and probably out of all of those shows in the Fresh Fest. The one that went to Detroit. That wasn't the biggest one, but that was the most live show we ever did. And the, the thing is, that night, because um, it was early in the tour, and we were still fine-tuning our show, and I had come up with a with a structure for the show that was perfect for that night, and it was what we would do for the rest of the tour. And we're on stage, we're, we're standing on stage, you know, we had just finished sound check. Run DMC's on, on on stage with us, and they opened the doors, uh-huh. and the people came in running, and they were running off, running down the down the, the the on top of the of the chairs, on the backs of the chairs, and, and we had never seen anything like that. And Run looked at me and said, yeah, man, that's Detroit. I was like, holy shit. <laughs> and, and, and from that moment on, that show was so live. Right. So live. And and, and it's funny. That was the year um, that Detroit won the World Series. And that was right when the World Series was, was happening. And the, the, the crowd was just crazy. So is that the same Fresh uh, Fresh Fest that's going on currently? I don't know nothing about the Fresh Fest that's going on currently, but it ain't the same if we ain't on it. I'll tell you that. I, I know that's right. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> so where where would you say your your sound comes from, or what inspired your sound? Like who'd you listen to, you know, to pick up and get that type of sound that you created? Well, I, my 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 um. My my influences are, are seriously various. Um, I would say, for the most part, for the funk, the electro funk sound, you got um, for, on the electro side. You got you got Kraftwerk, uh, Gary Newman, Jean Michel Jean. Um, you know, with Devo. <laughs> believe it or not. You know, it, it, stuff like that. But on, on on the funk side, you got definitely George Clinton. You got Stevie Wonder. You got Herbie Hancock. You got George Duke. You know, all the synth gods. Right. <laughs> all, 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 all and it's a hodgepodge of things. But I, 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 I absorb all kinds of music. You know, my favorite music is jazz. And I, and it's been that from 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 the beginning, you know. But um, 
I, I, I absorb it all. You know, um, Santana's was probably my first favorite artist. You really? know, and, and you know, I went from being a rock fan with Santana into being a jazz fusion fan because Santana went from rock to jazz fusion. Right. And I went from that into funk. So um, all of that for me. So so let's get down to, to what I really want to talk about is this new cut, Summer 79. What inspired you to to get back in the studio and record this, this song? Well, that song's been trying to come out for, for, for ages. It's been trying to come out of me. Um, that, that was the most special year of my life. It's the year I met my wife, the year Monique, Monique and Chili B, even though they knew each other before they started going out. All of our formation came from that year. That was the year that hip hop was really exploded. It wasn't, hip hop was already born, but 1979 exploded. I'm not, and I'm talking about before, um, Sugar Hill Gang. Right. In the okay. streets of New York. In 1979, that's when it happened. That's when the Park Jams peaked. It was like every single weekend or at night, there was Park Jams going on in Brooklyn. Every single weekend in the summer. And, you know, you'd come out, like, like to this day, if I hear a car with a booming system go by, my, my heart speeds up. Because back then, before they had cars with booming system, you came outside, you heard a, you knew somebody was jammed <laughs> in a park somewhere, right? And, and then you just you turn trying to figure out where it is, you just follow the bass and you get to the jam, man. Yeah, you know, and the, you know the crews were 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 there was there wasn't a lot of crews yet, but every neighborhood had a few, and they all knew each other, and they all battled each other. It was it was it was magic. It was magic, man. And I just wanted to tell that story because you know hip hop now seems the people seem to think that it started with the rap records, like it started with Sugar Hill Gang or even with King Tim the Third. Hip hop was already born and thriving in New York. And you know I'm going to talk about the Brooklyn perspective, you know, because Bronx, where hip hop was born, their hip hop was was definitely more raw and more drum beat oriented more break beat oriented right in in brooklyn it was bass breaks you know it was more about bass line more about musical funky breaks and also disco i ain't gonna lie we played our shared disco too love is message mfsb is the brooklyn national <laughs> anthem you know so all of that you know i just figured you know, it's time I told my story, you know, and our story, the Brooklyn hip hop story. Right, right. Okay. Because I, I think, I think for, for a lot of us, you hear somebody like, um, I don't know what local, what, what current, current artists that you currently listening to, but when I listen to your music, and I'm not a big Tyler the Creator fan, but, mm. but when I hear his, when I hear his music. It, it it takes me back to what you guys were doing in the early '80s and the you know late '70s, early '80s. Mm. None of them. None of them. <laughs> <laughs> no, none of them. But it, 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 I don't think there's been any artists that resembled us th through throughout, you know, throughout um, time. You know, 
our sound was 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 totally unique right you know and um i guess by design you know like i said i was trying to sound like myself right you know i i definitely take influences matter of fact i take major bites if i could right. you know if, if, if i was feeling your shit i'm gonna bite your shit but then by the time I'm done with it, you ain't going to even hear it because I'm, I'm taking it where I want it to go. Right. You know? But, um, you know, I'm trying to think even in, in, in electro, you know, our sound was unique, you know, and it still is, yeah. you know, and, and I think maybe it's because the, the, the strange way I because I, I'm self-taught, you know, on the keys. So I, everything I do is wrong. <laughs> you just, tell me yo yo man everything you do is wrong but it sounds good <laughs> i ain't gonna change it then right so, are you self-taught with djing too yeah really yeah, yeah. um that that that's another funny story because um we started out on belt drive turntables started spinning in 76 and um you know the first music we started spinning was was disco and funk, you know, and you know, for for nonstop parties, you know, we learn how to blend. So yeah, we taught ourselves how to blend, and um, I never bothered learning how to scratch. Half my crew, you know, they learned how to scratch too. But when scratching came along, I said, "Ah, that shit is that shit is cheating." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I never even bothered. You yeah. know, and, and I'm sorry now because I wish I had that skill now, but um, it is what it is. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I love, I love when I hear, uh, you know, now it, it's a lot of cutting and scratching, a lot of, you know, a lot of sample, making, making the different, the different sounds as far as like when you, you hear, you watch, you know, on the internet, you get down that rabbit hole on YouTube and you watch these DJ battles, the sound is not, it's totally different. And I, I you know, I want to see, um, how you guys used to blend songs together. It was so amazing to see how the songs blended. Um, I'm from New Orleans, Louisiana, moved to Houston uh, in the early 90s. And rest in peace to, to a guy named DJ Screw um, who slowed the music down. And mm -hmm. he was a master at blending music. And that was like real refreshing to hear him take all these old cuts and all these current cuts and be able to blend them and right. and put them beats on tempo and make them sound like they were meant to be and that's the genius of it all yep that's how it's supposed to be done and 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 the blending and the programming right. you know your your party built in crescendo you know from the beginning it just kept building it's non-stop you you don't want to let people get off the dance floor right. you want to keep them on the dance <laughs> right. floor you know and my problem with some of the early scratchers that i heard you know, it's like it was more about a performance for them than it was about, you know, keeping the party flowing. You know, cats got better, you know, and a lot of cats, you know, some dope cats out there, you know, that that developed it. But um, the, the party rocking style has has diminished to me over the years. A lot of DJs don't understand that. Maybe a lot of them, you know, because now it's all mixtapes. And, and and mix shows, you know, and they don't get in front of crowds much. And and what's more now, the crowds are different right. because the crowds back in the day, you had to keep them entertained. Right. Man, yeah. I mean, especially in the parks, 
Let me tell you something. You in the art of bed style and the people getting bored, that's a dangerous fucking situation. <laughs> All right? You keep them people jumping. You keep them partying. You keep them going all night, especially start 12, 1, 2 o'clock in the morning, you know, because you don't want nothing to pop off. Right. But you get bored, and, I, and I've seen lots of cats do it. Next thing you know, bricks is flying, bottles is flying. Nah, man. We ain't let that shit happen. And, you know, our, <laughs> our parties kept jamming. You know, but th that's a technique that's mostly going by the wayside. You know, a lot of cats, you know, because... They're not in front of the crowds and the pressure of rocking a crowd. You had to keep the crowd rock. Right. Now, you go to a club, nobody's dancing any fucking way. Yeah, they all, they all <laughs> wallflowers. And one yeah. thing, on their phones. Yeah, on their phones. I, one thing I know, I don't get out much and go to clubs much, um, but... Neither do I. When, I. when I do venture out and I want to go listen to some music, and whether whatever genre I'm feeling at, at, that, at, at that time of day or that time or evening, whatever it is, Especially on the hip hop part of portion of it, it seems like I can go from club to club, and it's like they everybody has the same playlist. Like they don't have their own mm. own style to make yeah. it, to move the yeah. crowd. You know what yeah. I'm saying? It's like they have the same. Like they all got together and said, you know what? Here's the playlist that's current. And I know they want to. You, know, you want to as a DJ, you want to play what the crowd wants to hear. But then, what I noticed about you guys coming up it was more of about let me sample let me let me create something and see how the crowd moves and if it doesn't move the crowd then i can mix something else into it and see what you know it, it was more of like using the, using the crowd as a test dummy yeah we call that reading the crowd right so you, you got in front of a crowd you know because you never knew especially you know we were mobile jocks so you you don't know you know you're in this neighborhood that neighborhood this park that park Sometimes you do a wedding reception, you know, a, a big party or something like that. And each time the crowd is a little different. You know, sometimes they're older, sometimes they're younger. And you have to read the crowd, you know, and you have to adjust to the crowd and find what makes them move. And then you keep them moving. Right. You know, but that, 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 was, that was an art. You know, that wasn't just a skill. That was an art, you know, and um, that, that's lost on, on a lot of people now. Right. So are you are you do you still keep up with your with your uh DJing or, or is it just something that you straight studio and electronic at this point? I, I barely DJ now. My son DJs, my my youngest son, um DJ Dog Train. You okay. know, and we do we do a radio show together called Jam on the Groove every Saturday on Global Funk Radio. Okay. Every every Saturday, five PM EST. But um he's the he's the DJ. He, he lives and breathes this shit. Me, <laughs> I get on there, you know, we, he does the first half of the show, I do the second half. My half, I'll be playing jazz or, you know, whatever moves me. So, let me tell you something, I'm 60 now, you know? I'm, I'm going to do what I want to do. <laughs> right. right. You, know, you earn mean, that right. <laughs> that's right, that's right. You know, no pressure. This is what I'm playing today, you know, and, and, and that's it, you know, but, um, if I have to break, if I have to break out the skills, I can still do it. Don't, don't, don't get me wrong. Now it's like riding you know, a bike. <laughs> no, oh yeah, yeah, well, um, to an extent, you know, <laughs> I, I may be a little rickety, but I'll be up there on it. Right. You know, right. I'm moving down the street. I'll be pumping them legs. You know, <laughs> and every now and then I do do house jams, and when I play house, you know, I, 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 I'm on, I'm on it like that. 
But um, for the most part, no. Um, it's all it's all in the studio now. Right. Okay. Are are any of your uh, other kids are they into music as well? My oldest wanted to be a rapper. I think so. He wanted to be an MC, but um, he didn't have the drive for it. And he's now in the corporate world. And okay. that's it. I just got two. Okay. So so what else? What's 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 on the horizon? What's coming up for for uh, for Nucleus? Well, we got a new album coming called Jam On Returns. And this single is setting it off. I, I hope to have it out before the end of the year. Um, and besides from that, you know, just doing shows, you know. Hopefully, you know, we can make a little noise with the album. But, you know, basically it's unfinished business. Right. You know, it's, it's 20 years or so of stuff that, you know, matter of fact, a, a couple of the jams actually go back to like 1986. So this stuff you know, that you had in the crate just sitting there yeah, waiting. <laughs> yeah, just needed to be finished, and I'm finishing them and putting them out. So you know, and then then I'll just cruise on nucleus for the rest of it. I know that's right. So you uh, <laughs> so do are you taking like current format, like having guest features on the new album, or is just straight stuff that you created and and just keeping the same format that you guys got to this point with? It's basically the same format. We have one cut um, called We Devolve. That's us and um, Donald D. You know, Donald D and the B-Boys. Right. Yeah, mm -hmm. he spits a verse on there, fire verse. Um, but uh, other than that, it's, it's straight up Nucleus. This is a joy for me. <laughs> Thank you, man. And mind you, it's going to be just like the first album. And, and, and well, not, not so much like the second, but like the first album. It's going to have all kinds of influences. You know, um, it's going to be, you know, it's, we got, you know, well, summer '79. You know, I've I've gotten a couple of people who say, well, you know, you guys ain't doing the electro no more. I said, no, I, I got electro for your ass coming. You know, but, <laughs> but, but that jam, summer '79, needed to feel like that for the story it was telling. You know, it, it feels like summer summer jam. You yes, know? it did. Yes, it did. Because when I first heard it, it was. It was I was expecting the electro, but then right. I was like, okay, it's it's a laid back funk. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. But well, well, it's not gonna be the old sound. It's gonna be the new old. New old. Because you know? <laughs> I've never looked back. I always look forward, you know. And so the sounds are updated. The instruments are updated. Okay. The feel the feel is still authentic. It's still genuine nucleus. Okay. You know, and we do new versions of computer age with new words, you know, because um, my predictions on computer age that I did that when I wrote it in 1981, they've all come to come to fruition. You know, we we living in the computer age now. Right. So this one, this song with new lyrics that 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 define that, you know, that we live in the computer age and an um, uh, 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 updated version of Auto Man. You know, because the the original version of Auto Man that I know people love, but it was a dub version. You know, because when they when they mixed it for the album, they took most of the instruments and half of the lyrics out. Right. So we mm. put it all in. You know, so those are those are just two of the cuts that are going to be on the album. But um, we got more hip hop on it. You know, more electro electro funk. It, 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 it's going to cover the gauntlet. You know, it's going to be a true nucleus album. 
Awesome. Okay. I'm, I'm, I can't wait. <laughs> I'm looking excited. forward to it. I'm looking forward <laughs> to that. Thank uh, you. No problem. I, I thank you for taking the time out and uh, I can check this off my bucket list. <laughs> my pleasure. I, I, I truly can. Like I said, this was you were one of the definitely one of the, one of the people in, in in my my time to to introduction to music. You were definitely one of those people. So, um, shouts out to you and shout out to my brother Bobby. This is definitely um, a ticking him pink too to say, man, you got an interview <laughs> <laughs> with Cosmo D. My pleasure, yo. My pleasure. Appreciate y'all. No doubt. Thanks for taking the time to do this, man. I, I know you got more things to do, but we appreciate it. <laughs> for having me. I really appreciate y'all. For the listeners, y'all take y'all, you know, go down that rabbit hole for this nucleus and, and show this man some love because he's definitely showed me love throughout the years. I appreciate it, man. All right, y'all take care. Be blessed, y'all. With that being said, much love. And we out. Peace. Bedside, you know when you do or die. And if you came in there fronting, it was suicide. It used to be a hip-hop paradise where we kept the parks jamming in the summertime. You came outside and put your ears to the air because you knew you hear the sound coming from somewhere out there. And if you want to find the place, you just head in the direction of the rumbling bass. Yeah. Could be Frankie D holding it down. Maybe I could come around with electrified sound. My boy, it could be doing it right. And you heard Grandmaster Flowers almost every night it was hip-hop heaven on earth way before this rap game even got its birth when new york was hot fun in the summertime and the best year of all was the summer of 79 To the park when they hear the sound And soon the word spreading through our part of town Yo, 40 Park, y'all jammers getting down Yeah, it ain't no reason to fear Cause all the thugs are here freaking like we just don't care Cause we know how to keep the crowd jumping Keep the freaks freaking, keep the bass bumping Speakers pumping, love is a message All the gods singing, study your lessons And then we rock good times and everybody starts to losing their mind That was the summer of 79 And that was when we first met and Lady E became mine back in the summer of 79.